1-2 pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins. Fires. A perfect game! Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia. Line drive right center field. Base hit. Ground ball over the mound. Waiting for it. Oh, see, he booted it. One run is in. Here comes the throw. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bell Smashers Podcast. We are now in season two, and uh, there's a lot to talk about because we've been gone for a little bit. I am your co-host, Kylie. And I'm Jen. And no Haley. She is currently very busy doing her amazing thing with hockey, so we will have a word from her later. Um but yeah, so let's just get into it because there's so much to talk about since we last recorded. Yeah, I missed you, Kylie. I missed, missed you uh, I missed you, listeners. We're back. We are back. But the Phillies are not yet. <laughs> Correct. So <laughs> Last we left off, uh, we were headed to the NLCS to face a underdog Diamondbacks team, and we lost in seven. Yeah, that was rough. If Her. you're listening and not watching, I am rolling my eyes and shaking my head. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you can't beat around the bush. Like, they completely choked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when, we, when they went up 2-0 and went into Arizona, I was like, you have to win two games in Arizona. Because, and, and everybody got really cocky, really confident, and they were like, oh, we're going to sweep. No. The Phillies historically have not been good in that ballpark. Yeah, or against like a, against the Diamondbacks, they have just not been good. Mm-hmm. The first two games there, we had they had the lead in both games. They should have won those two games. Yep. Game four, Kimbrel blows it, which he shouldn't have been in to begin with. 
Right. I don't know why he was. I agree. Um, they just, in the second half of the series, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And then everyone was saying, well, they're going to be back at home. We've got that home field advantage, which true, historically. But then they blew it at home in game seven. So like literally nothing could help not even the support of the home crowd. Um, it was very, very disappointing. We had talked about all season long how it's very hard to make it to the World Series in the first place, especially if you made it the year before. And falling short, one, you know, in a game seven, like we were so close. We had home field advantage. It was gut-wrenching. Very. It was very gut-wrenching. There's just so many things you can look at that just, I mean, you can always look at the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but that's, they didn't. And that's, that's the bottom line. They didn't. And I mean, there's things you point to. I mean, Topper not pitching Taiwan Walker, really? Really? Right. You're going to Kimberl in that situation over Taiwan? It's everything was flawed, managerial decisions, but and what we've talked about before is like, okay, he makes questionable decisions, but. He's not the one at the plate. He's not the one on the mound. So, like, there were just mistakes all around and people not showing up in those big moments when they're – which is what they're literally paid to do. Yeah, exactly. And it's – when when this when you say this is a team loss, this is literally like the, it's a def, it's the definition of a team loss, top to bottom, including the coaches. Exactly. I mean, you have Kimbrel who just blew the game. You have Topper who left Ranger Suarez in to face Corbin Carroll for a third time when he was already two for two. Mm-hmm. Ninety nine percent sure it was Corbin Carroll. I remember complaining about this part on Twitter. Uh, he was two for two. It was either him or Guriel. I'm pretty sure it was, it was Corbin Carroll. Two for two. Faces him a third time. What happens? Goes three for three and ends up having because we don't, they don't score again. So it's ended up being the like game winning run or whatever. And I mean, they even had it close. They had the opportunity to take the lead, tie it up, whatever. With the bases loaded, didn't do it. Leaving men on base. Again, we talk we talk about it all season long. It will be their kryptonite until they can figure it out. I yeah. just, I don't get it. And the the problem with this with this roster is the fact that it's boomer bust. Right. Home run or strikeout. And I mean those guys are obviously fine to have, but when you have, you know, and the the lineup, man, that lineup, like I understand is what got you to pretty much ease past the Marlins. 
which is our background picture of your life. That's a picture from the Marlins series. <laughs> we have a few um, updates. <laughs> there's a few updates. Uh, that's one of them. And so, hi, Isaac. Um, shout out, Beer Battered Sports. But that the lineup also did get you to pretty much almost ease past the Braves. I mean, if the Braves if the Braves aren't if the Braves bats showed up, that would have been a different series. But they were silent, and they were complaining about the playoff format, whatever. They lost at the end of the day. So those after those two series, I understand sticking with it. But after game two, they were a completely different team. The Diamondbacks figured out how to pitch around the Phillies. Yeah, like never underestimate a team. Like the Phillies should know this because they were the underdog in 2022. Yeah. Everyone underestimated them and that's was their fuel. Yeah. So Yeah. And now everybody overestimated I wouldn't say overestimated because the Phillies deserve to be there. That team deserved to be there. Yeah. Way more than last year's team. Yes. Way more. Yes. And I mean, deserved is, is, for a lack of a better word in this sense, because if, if you're there, you deserve to be there. You beat the teams you needed to beat. Plain and simple. But this team was better than last year's. Last year, it felt like magic. This year, it felt like business. Yes. And, and it felt like unfinished business, which is what it was. And, I mean... I it's frustrating because they again with the lineup they were a completely different team once they figured out how to pitch to the lineup because right. you have Bone behind Harper who wasn't hitting anything. I love Bone. Bone was one of my favorites, but he was not hitting anything in the NLCS. Castellanos and Trey Turner also went cold. Castellanos and Turner also had a very, very hot NLDS. Right. So, like, you take what you, you know, it happens. But um, if they're not hitting, stop putting them around Bryce. Right. That, and I understand. Because this is frustrating. <laughs> right. I understand not changing a lineup before the sake of consistency. But if something is clearly not working and you are literally playing – for the championship just do whatever you know like be risky this is the time to do it and it's not that risky to move a guy down two or three spots no. is it like who cares <laughs> um Phillies of defeat from the jaws of victory really ticked me off the way they lost yeah I, I would say last year was upsetting when they lost um but um this year was different. This year was different. It was very different. Um, and it, it's, this this year, like, it, it's I, I'm not. This is not to be like complain like complaining in a sense, because it, it, this is just an evaluation of the team. And 
I mean, last year when they lost the World Series, it was like, okay, that sucks, but we got there. It's awesome. Like, I they they didn't. I wouldn't say they choked. No, I wouldn't say they choked that because, I mean, yeah, they're up two one, but it's two one. Right. That does that means nothing. It wasn't like three to zero. It, yeah, it, it's not like it was three zero, three one, three two. <laughs> it was three two. <laughs> so, you know that it, it's last year. It, it it was what it was. It sucks. Whatever. This year, the way they lost was just beyond frustrating. Yeah, like an absolute collapse, as we've been saying. And that that's what happens when you have boom or bust. You don't have guys that hit for average because everybody wants the home run. And I get it. I, we all love home runs. But I this year the team was different. They had a different attitude going into the NLCS. And once they went up 2-0 and that quote got leaked by Garrett Stubbs, we all love Stubbs, but he did say that quote. And it's not it, – it wasn't as much of a bulletin board material quote as Attaboy, Attaboy Harper. Harper or Luis Arias saying, my family won't be in Philly, but they'll be in Atlanta when, when we beat Philadelphia. It wasn't something like that. It was if we win in Arizona, we're making a beeline to the pool, which credit to them for making it bulletin board material. Uh, but the Phillies fans are blowing it out of proportion, in my opinion. For I agree. That, that's not the reason why we lost, which some people were literally saying. Um, but if you can put up Isaac's latest comment. Oh, I, will. About, I will. Yeah. Isaac it's, said it was a simple case. Isaac said it was a simple case of the Phillies underestimating their opponent. Arizona was on fire after beating the Dodgers. Phillies kept looking past Arizona to the World Series. And so here's my thing with that, because that's basically what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. I agree. When they went up, before they went up 2-0, it was like, okay, like they they know they have unfinished business. They know the job's not finished. They know like they got to get here and here and then done. Eight more wins and we're good. And then I went to seven more wins and then I went to six and then it never got lower. And that is because once they went up 2-0, they felt like it was owed to them. They felt like because of last year, how it ended, how the magical season ended, they felt like this year it was owed to them. Yeah. I I really felt like there was no fight or no fire left. And it, that was very hard to watch. Like, I physically could not watch at times because it's just like you're just mm-hmm. falling asleep at the plate. Yeah, absolutely. Swinging, and, at, swinging at balls that are basically in the dirt. Like, just basic things. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I went to game five. I was at game five where they won 6-2-2, I believe it was. 6-2, 6-1. Um and <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I've honestly tried to. Well, yeah. it was a fun. Well, it was a fun, uh, fun game uh, with a lot of 
expectations after because as a fan, you're allowed to get cocky. You're allowed to be like, oh, my God, we're up 3-2 with two games at home. Like, let's get this done, go to the World Series. But that's also what the players, from my perspective, seemed to see feel as well, which as an as a player, that's not your job. Your job is to get the job done. Right. You're supposed to ignore the outside noise, ignore everything else, stay locked in. And they were unlocked in. Yep. They knew they were the better team, but they didn't play like it. It's Absolutely. that it's that simple. And I mean, credit to the Diamondbacks. They they were good. They caught fire. That's how they their postseason was just like ours. They they destroyed the teams ahead of them and they made it a dog fight against us and that's kind of how it was for us i mean we almost we almost lost game one to the cardinals last year but six runs in the ninth inning was i don't know how that even that was crazy how that happened by the way i just that's still i still can't get over that one yeah, I know. But I, I agree with you. Um, you have to give credit where it's due. The Diamond Fox played very well. They ended up being the better yeah. team. They beat us. But then watching, I didn't really watch the World Series, but like seeing the highlights and things, it was clear that the Phillies should have been there. There's no excuse. I, I completely agree. Um, it's like, I, I don't I don't think we would have won. And it would have really sucked to see them lose back-to-back World Series. But they would have fought to get there, you know? But they would have fought to get there. They would have been there. And as a fan, I always say, always say, and I cannot be, I, I cannot excuse this for my own team. It has to be said for all, all MLB teams or any sport. Uh I don't care until you get to the uh, – if you get to the championship, that's when you have bragging rights. Just get there, and you're good. You can brag all you want to the people below you. But I you, – you, congrats. You made it to the NLCS, and, and you folded. <laughs> right. I I love this team. I love these hooligans. But um, they folded, and that's that's that. Yeah. Um, you think Ty? Do we think Taiwan Walker is going to get moved after how he acted after the postseason? Let's talk about that. Which, by the way, we um, are not going to spend the whole episode talking about this. No, like, no. <laughs> we will move forward, but. Um, I'm interested in what, like, it, what exactly Brandon is referring to. I mean, I think I saw he um, switched, like, management. And I think he has, like, a new agent now. Uh, what he did was, like, a couple comments criticizing okay. Rob Thompson. Got it. I figured. Um, I don't think that's gonna get him moved. I don't think they're gonna move him at all. I mean, that's a that's a contract you really 
can't move, honestly. Um, I don't want to see Taiwan Walker leave. I like Taiwan Walker. I know the everybody says, oh, the wins, uh, but it's not about that. It's about his locker room presence and just him as a highly paid guy on the team. Like he's he's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. He might be hopefully our number four guy. And then it's Christopher Sanchez or other people that we'll talk about later. But then, yeah. um I I personally don't think he's leaving. I don't know what you feel, Jen. You can speak on this for yourself. I don't think so. I agree. Like I think it was they invested. Which again, it does not make sense why he didn't pitch at all. Um, especially in the last couple postseason series, um, they invested a lot in him and had a lot of faith in him. And while he did not entirely perform to expectations like it doesn't yeah i don't think it warrants moving him no i i completely agree it's he's not wrong That's he's not thing. wrong he's not wrong and like at the end of the day every player's like social media activity is their responsibility i mean mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of bad like that's not a great look but it also could have been a lot worse. I'm sure there were like private phone calls about it that oh yeah we don't you know that we don't know about and and people like again these people are human beings and they have emotions and we all do things on social media that we regret. So oh yeah, yeah, we're we're all guilty of it. Um, I mean we, I mean. It's 2023, so it's you should you you know now that everything not, everything on the internet's forever. Nothing can truly be wiped off. So, right. Uh, somebody figured out that he liked those. All the comments, not just, and uh, started that. But no, I n- neither of us think that he's going, and I don't think he should. I agree. Uh, final thing before we are done talking about the NLCS. <laughs> uh, Phillies, I think, would have put up a better fight against Texas, but in the but at the end of the day, they blew the opportunity in Arizona. Yeah, it would have been a series, for sure. Uh, it <laughs> would have put up a better fight than Arizona did, but... Yeah. Uh, I just want to know how Texas was able to hit in that ballpark. Because I was there and it's such a it's such a weird ballpark. Like you, you just the the balls don't get hit because the like the air conditioning stuff and the the climate control and everything. The fans and stuff probably like probably has a lot to do with it. I don't know. I'm not an engineer. But that probably has something to do with it. Um, yeah. But the, I think Texas would have won, but I think it would have been like, again, in six or 
Seven. Definitely not a gentleman's sweep. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we got a comment from Brian. I just want Ty oh. to be yeah, I just want Ty to be a solid second half pitcher for once. Again, that's that's fair. This is a very good thank you, because this is a very good segue into the offseason. So now we have the NOLA contract, which we will discuss with this. But for right now, our pitches are Aaron, or Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez at three now, mm-hmm. Owen Walker at four. And at this exact moment, it's Christopher Sanchez at five. And, and we're saying that because that's how it is currently. And... At, I watched Aaron Nola's press conference, and was, <laughs> <laughs> was it there? Some somebody, I think, yeah. Some a reporter asked Dave Dombrowski, "Is your rotation Destiny. set?" Destiny, shout out to Destiny, Destiny. Phillies Nation. Um, is your rotation set now? And he's like, "Yes," but you, we all know Dave is always cooking, so he's always trolling. Don't he's yeah, he's trolling, he's cooking. So like, don't always believe what he says. Yeah, because if if you guys remember, like when we traded for Michael Lorenzen, there there was there was nothing saying that we were getting him. And in the offseason, when we got Tywin Walker, nothing saying that we were getting him. The only two players. I think the only the only player that we were in on was Trey Turner, right? And that was that wasn't even a a thing where it's like Dave Dombrowski confirmed that they're in on Trey Turner. Because first of all, who isn't going to be on Trey in on Trey Turner, especially after the postseason that he had, right? Um, but. It was mostly the social media being like, it makes too much sense. Bryce Harper said he's his favorite player, blah, blah, blah. That's where that came from. There was nothing really saying that he was in Andre Turner. So, yeah. Dombrowski right. works in silence. Exactly. The Phillies notably rarely let rumors um, out, there's rarely any leaks. Dave just like makes stuff happen. He does. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Um, but do you think that Christopher Sanchez should be the day five that they should be done getting pitching? I really like Sanchez. I think he, yes. you know, I think you could argue there were so many uh, games that we should have lost that we won because of him. You know, he he pitched really well. Or uh, also, a lot of games that we lost, but he pitched great. And so it wasn't him. It wasn't his fault. Um, that, right. that being said, I'm always open to improving and testing the market, seeing who's out there. I just saw this comment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Is, is this the first time? <laughs> Every, everyone in our comments are really... Who's tuning in live? Thank you. I'm in. I'm fire. 
Uh, is this the first time in, in history a pitcher has thrown a no-hitter and wasn't offered a contract after just one season? <laughs> I don't know, but that's a really funny question. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Somebody knows out there, like our listeners who are historians. Do you two see any surprise trades this offseason similar to Veerling and Maton getting shipped out for Soto? Ooh, I do. All I saw, I'm not gonna lie, when I first posted when I first saw it, I saw Soto and I was like, Juan oh my Soto. <laughs> um but the the so yeah, I I really do think there's gonna be this is zero speculation, this is or this is pure speculation. Yeah, I am not an insider by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So uh who I know I do not ask questions like this. So Person, I I don't know. This is just based off of history. Uh, yeah, I absolutely believe they're in on somebody. Um, I don't know who, but Dave Dombrowski is just like Howie Roseman. He never sleeps. And I just, you know, unless you're like Andrew Painter, I feel like no prospect is safe. Like I, <laughs> one thing we've talked about is how the Red Sox fans told us. Dave will, you know, do what it takes, spend the money to get you players that will help you win, but he'll sacrifice the farm system. So that's always a concern of mine personally. And that is something that could happen um, in a kind of surprise trade like that. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Soto is shipped out. Like it's, it's Dave Dombrowski. I think the only safe players are Schwerber. Bit of a hot take here, Harper. <laughs> hot take, Turner. <laughs> hot, t- yeah, Turner. Uh, Stott. Um, JT. Marsh may I I I I see them letting go of Marsh, Rojas, Pache. Yes, it for the best deal possible, but I do not see them ever. I don't see them getting shipped out. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like the the untouchable of the untouchables on this team. I think with Bryson Stott being a Gold Glove caliber second baseman in his first season as a second baseman, by the way. Yep. Who probably should have won it. Um, whatever. Uh I I he's untouchable. I would not trade Stott for. 99% of the league. Yeah. 99%. Uh like yeah. Um I one thing that was brought to my attention earlier this week was Alex Bregman. Interesting. Which is a very interesting thing to talk about because he is the perfect bet for the Phillies. But he plays third base. Yeah. I don't want to see Bomer go. Mm-hmm. I also don't want to see Bryce back in the outfield, which we will also, unfortunately for you, have to talk about that too. Are we doing it now? Or we- no, 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 not okay. now. No, no. You, you can prepare. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so I don't see them doing anything like that, but. I do see them doing a type of trade, like a Soto trade. Um, 
I see them going all in on pitching because yeah. Yes, the bats got cold, but at the same time, if Kimbrel didn't blow those two games, we would have been in the World Series. And here's what, so in response to Destiny's question, Dave said, yes, the rotation is set. Uh, he said the infield is set. And then he said, outfield, we have, again, not verbatim what he said, but basically he was like, the outfield is where we have kind of some uncertainties. And Brandon, I has a question. I'm repping the Eagles. Oh, oops. In my, in my hoodie. And Who's on your jersey? Um, this is my Bryce Harper jersey. Shout kind out of hard Bryce. to tell. So go birds. And Kylie's wearing the six. <laughs> yeah. We got three, three <laughs> Philly teams on tonight. Three out of four. Get Haley, we got flyers. Yeah. Um Stop was absolutely round of a gold glove. Thank you. Fact. I mean, we all we, yeah, I don't even literally, I'm not Nico Horner. He's oh. pretty good. He's he's very good to fit. Like the the <laughs> three the three finalists were the finalists that deserved to be the finalists. Like, Who it, was the it was third a, finalist? Uh Hassan Kim from the Padres. Okay. okay. Fine. So it, was like, it was it was a loaded gold glove class for a second baseman, to be fair. Um Marsha's a family friend. <laughs> Uh, inside joke that's funny yes if we get picked to throw a first pitch before a game who throws it kylie can throw it she <laughs> played uh but they do they do allow more than one first pitch it's called the uh first ball i don't know what they call it anymore because yeah, it's but- really not a first pitch but would so- it be like the one where we throw we throw it at the same time or do you think they would let like us go? Utley, Howard, and Rollins, or whatever? Yeah. Or do you think they will make They're us Utley. go one at a time? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like going simultaneously would kind of mess with us. I'm getting more practice though, just because <laughs> my nephew always asks me to pitch to him. So you never know. Could throw some gas. <laughs> uh, um, throw some heaters. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. When when Dombrowski said the the outfield has some question marks, I think he's mostly re- I think he's referring to Rojas. I agree, um, and which is interesting because last year when Dombrowski said there's questions, like he went after the answer. Um, he he when he's asked about a player. He will give you the truth. He will not say, yeah, he's being traded tomorrow. But he will give you an answer that you cannot take as either or. It will be straight up and very honest. And he said that about Aaron Nola in the weeks leading up to the deal. He did. He did. He did say uh, Nola is our number one priority. And it showed. He was the first player off the free agent list so um what do you think about that deal because i'm i have some thoughts seven years is a long time yeah. i yeah i was surprised by that and <sighs> me too he is 30 this year 
and and he talked about in the press conference too about like Verlander and some of the other um older pitchers that are doing this into their 40s and how he admires them and he wants to do that and um it's well known that like he has the reason why he pitches well in September and October now is because he's adjusted his um work and like his routine to not overextend himself by September so it's not to say that it's impossible that he'll still be pitching great in seven years. Oh, yeah. However, that that was just more years than I was expecting. I was thinking maybe like four years. Well, when, when Trey Turner signed, everybody was picking six years, seven-year deals, not a yeah. I'm not – you know, it's not as shocking as Trey Turner's. It's 11. It was done – <clears throat> it was done to keep the AAV down. That makes sense. So they there's after Trey Turner signed up because of course once Philly does it, it's a problem. <laughs> um once Trey Turner signed eleven years and it was pretty much obviously confirmed uh that it was to keep the average annual value or the AAV down so he can sign more players. And some people were mentioning that as like, is this a problem or is this a new, a new thing that's going to happen? And it's it's absolutely a new thing that's going to happen because when you look at the NFL and why it's such a why you see so many good consistent teams like the Steelers who are always somehow in it. You have you had the Patriots for twenty years thank you god had, that's over by the way you're telling me you i mean the eagles have pretty much been really solid since i've since i've been born that wasn't always the case <laughs> that was not always the case but i mean you you have these teams that have been around for so long in the nfl and that's because you have players that stick around the nba <clears throat> you're the maximum window for your championship four years that's the maximum window and that's because of the maximum contracts the mlb or the the nba um has it's a four-year deal with however much stupid amount of money 200 million whatever so that window is this big so not only does lowering the aav extend your window but the years will increase your merch sales. It's a business move. Bryce Harper for 13 years. You really think that people would buy his jersey if it was three years, four years? Yeah. But 13? Yeah. And and we all know Aaron Nola has been a Philly for his entire career. So this just extends the likelihood um, he's going to be breaking even more franchise records and yeah. he will be cemented especially you know if he continues to be great which we know he can be he will be cemented as one of the great Phillies he's gonna go down as an all-timer yeah which is really funny for me to say <laughs> um because this dude has frustrated me the past few years yeah I, there is nothing I wanted more than Aaron Nola to be the best pitcher of all time. There is nothing I have wanted more. Before this season started, you have 
there is evidence of me uh, saying that extend this dude now. And we ended up in another JT type situation, which is fine because we got the deal done. Whatever. This past postseason was better than last year for him, which says a lot because of how good he was. He had one bad game. It was a game we needed to win, but it was one bad game. Out of, what, four, five incredible games he pitched? Just like, yeah, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, they're they're the aces. They are the core that you want. Mm-hmm. Like they're and yeah, they're great. Before before we continue, and I've we have a couple of, course, of these comments. Trout, no. <laughs> <laughs> he may be trout fishing, but I personally I don't want it. We've we've talked about this before. We have. Worst case and back to Nola. Worst case, ship him off like cool handles. Yes. There's there I don't I truthfully do not see like he Nola did not have a good season until the end. Right. Could it be the pitch clock? Yes. Will he be better next year? No doubt. I think now that he has seven years of this is my house. I've been here. I'm gonna be here for a total of sixteen years at the end of my contract. I can focus on my wife who's about to have a baby mm-hmm. for the first time, which shout out her. Hunter. So many babies are about to be born. Uh, Stott <laughs> just had his daughter. Um, Paige Schwarber is pregnant. Um, there's I forgot a lot. about that. Like, there's- yeah, there's, there's a lot more that I'm missing, but. I- I'm genuinely shocked, like. Not everybody's pregnant because, I mean, the amount of babies that are being born from this Phillies team right now is hilarious. <laughs> Trey Turner had his baby during the season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brandon <laughs> says they're the Philadelphia daddies. You sure do. This is great. We appreciate you. Yes. Again, thank you, everyone who's watching us. Um, if you're watching on Twitter and you're making comments, we can't see them. Unfortunately, so. we'd love to. So go to our YouTube or Twitch. Yeah, or um, um, I'll go back and look later. But we like commenting. Just, we like yeah. reacting to these, like this one. We do like this one. Nebraska doesn't care what we want. Agree. Well, he does. He does. If if the whole fan base was like, we're not getting Trey Turner. We don't want Trey Turner. He would have gotten Trey Turner. Like, and but at the same time, who wouldn't want Trey Turner? So. He wants what um, we what we want, which is to actually win a championship. Yeah, and so much people, so much of winning a championship is more than the players. Right, the play players are not. It's all with the players. Like, but what contributes to player success is more than just playing. It's the atmosphere. It's the the front office. It's everything. And at, we as Philly fans specifically know how much our fans can motivate our team and really irritate another. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we just saw it this past weekend. A Bills player was fighting with some fans in the stands at the Eagles game. So, um, you know, 
a lot of it goes, it's, there's a whole bunch that goes into it more than we even know, uh, because they don't think about it like that. So he definitely, they definitely do care about what we think, because if we don't like it, we're not gonna, we're not gonna buy the merch. We're not gonna pay for the ticket. A lot of we'll still pay for the tickets or and the merch, but like it's gonna be drastically. It's gonna be at the bottom, right? And the Phillies were number one in attendance increase this year from last year, right. and they were top ten this year. So, um. Just things like that. It's it, it all goes into signing a player. And they, right. We were selling out weekday games during the school year. Like stupid, <laughs> stupid money, Middleton. Yes. Um, wholeheartedly agree. Some players can't handle it and they walk out. Yeah, we've we've seen it with players from Philadelphia. We've seen other. We've seen. The fans really made Joey Bosa mad um, at the NFC Championship game last year. Really yeah. made him mad. Um, but he's rich, so I guess he doesn't care. Um, <laughs> so, the, yeah, the fans definitely play a part in everything. The The team has even said that we play a huge part in how they and how our home field advantage is just second to none. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> we got Nola. We got uh the NLCS. Before we get to the thing that both of us are not happy about, um free agents. Number one on my list, who has been number one on my list since before the season started, was NPB's superstar, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I want this dude so (laughs) bad. It's ridiculous. We don't have a good history. We don't have a good history um, signing NPB players. But I really think Yamamoto is different. And we've seen, you know, um, players from NPB there. I mean, Shohei Otani, uh, Saya Suzuki. uh, um, I'm blanking on the other one. uh, Masataka Yoshida. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're really good and it's they're all it there's a lot of players out there and there there's even it's more than Yamamoto there's two other players from the MPB coming in too and we haven't signed a player from the MPB in a long time and I think this year we should do it one of the three yeah I think that would be Amazing. Again, I I think our pitching could always get better. And I know that's what the Phillies are looking to do. Also, like there are clear improvements that need to be made after last season. Mm-hmm. So 
there's going to be moves, uh, whether or not it's people we expected, people we wanted. They're going to keep happening and we'll be talking about all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yoshi just became the third man in history to win the MVP in Japan's NBB three straight years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When I say this dude is ridiculous, he's ridiculous. He's 25. Oh my gosh. I forget the name of the other of one of the other NPB players that's coming over that was posted. Um he's more likely I you I you have you posted I forget which NPB player it was. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> he said it. Um older than Yamamoto. Very, very good. We are also in on him from what he's told me, from what I've seen on his Twitter. I mean, right. and Ichiro Suzuki, Yamamoto, yeah. I mean, and Ichiro is Ichiro. Right. And Icon. So, I mean, there's just there's a lot of players out there, but those those three I think we should go after the most. I love it. I I think I think they'll be aggressive and yeah, it's very possible and likely. Yeah, I mean, also our team just hasn't really been. We haven't had luck at all really since. The early 2000s, uh, from mm-hmm. 2007 to 2011, that was our last good stretch. And over these yeah. years, it's just been bad luck after bad luck in general. Um, but we we got to get Yamamoto. I mean, that dude, we're not going to get Shohei, so I haven't even bothered with anything related to him. Um, yeah. But... I'll be shocked if Shohei does not go to the Dodgers. That's just my expectation at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but Yamamoto is so is within striking distance for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've <clears throat> with how much the fans have been like on the Phillies about it and. Um, I heard Bryce is doing something there too with it. He's doing something. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I the Phillies could be heavily in on Yamamoto, so I don't, I'm getting myself too excited. Uh, <laughs> let's do what we always do hope for the best, prepare for the, worst. for the worst. Yeah. Um, well, the worst is not signing anybody, but yeah, which <laughs> it's not gonna happen. They will make moves, it's just whether or not we are disappointed by those moves, yeah. Like one move already made. Um, but we'll see if he makes it out of spring training. Um, with the closer pos- relief, bullpen, whatever. Josh Hader has been thrown around 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Hater. Love him. The pitcher. Um, <clears throat> but the closer role, a Hater is solely a closer. That's that's what he is. He is a closer. Um, they are very iffy from year to year. I mean, Hater has shown to be different. He's been consistent pretty much for his whole career. Uh, the Padres, when he got traded to the Padres, was a different story. Mm-hmm. Is very unlike him. And the Phillies also have not had much luck with bullpen, as we've all come to know and be fond of. Uh, so, I would like to see Hater. I would just be slightly concerned. I think it's risky. I don't know. I- Definitely. I- Anybody we sign is risky. Signing Yamamoto is risky because he never pitched in the Major League Baseball. Like it's yeah, right. Like I think going all in on a closer <laughs> is is hard <clears throat> because the season is very long, and you just don't know if someone's going to be lights out every time there's a closing opportunity. Yeah, you no. Know? And I mean the. The postseason is so important. You got to be locked in, and mm-hmm. I, with him, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely open to it. And he said, "Bring back heart attack, Hector." <laughs> yeah. Um. Specifically, as a middle inning guy, that I can get behind because Hector Neris homecoming. Yeah, once he was moved out of the closer role and into relief, he was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was just so inconsistent with with um, uh, the closer role. It, when he was on, he was electric. But when he was off... You're being corrected that he he's World Series champion. Hector yeah, Neres. yeah, he's World Series champion. He beat us in the World Series. He struck out Castellanos. Yeah, I know. You sound like an Astros fan, man. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she called you an Astros fan. That's offensive. Sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> um, why do I have to be good for Houston, dude? When, when, when I tell you. I when I s- saw him come up to the plate or the 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 mound, I wanted us to do so much damage. Yeah, I I was just hoping, I was really hoping that they would just s- s- hit so many homers, like. <sighs> But it didn't happen. I'm I'm not opposed to bringing him back, the the pitcher. I'm not opposed to bringing him back. Yeah. Um, it's just there's other options I would rather explore for many many reasons. Um, he's I don't even know if we're in on him. 
honestly. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, the final thing we have to talk about, and I've I've given this a lot of time for all of us to mentally prepare for this one. It's been twenty days, in fact. This, Jen, this is why I love you so much. Okay. So, um, it is confirmed that Bryce Harper will be the first baseman, which is very good in a lot of ways. Because it saves his elbow. And before I say this, I love you, Reese. He is, Bryce is amazing defensively at first base. Extends his elbow, it probably, it extend, which extends his career. Yeah. And I mean, we both, we all love Reese. And we wish we could have made it work. And maybe there's a reunion. Maybe he just signs a one-year deal, proves himself, and comes back or something like that. It's it's not done yet. <laughs> but it's, I, it's not done. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a Gene Segura to Miami thing where he just – I don't know what happened with him there. Yeah. So that was, weird. That was strange. Um, I mean, he was playing third base for them, so – but, like – I don't know. I think it was just a lot of um race in Cincinnati. That would be interesting. Yeah, I don't I'm not sure. I think he he could go anywhere. Um I was and of course my nephew was asking me about this and I'm like I would prefer he go to the American League so I told you like I know the way the games are now we don't play NL teams or like even division teams as often, but I would just hate to see him have to watch him in a different uniform very often. If you are new to the podcast, um, Reese is my favorite player. He means a lot to me. He's literally, I have him as my background right now. Um, he has for many years and he's a homegrown Philly. He was the light in a lot in the dark years. Also mm-hmm. for those of you who, weren't you know weren't Phillies fans or like watching the Phils or even again I've admitted it was hard for me to watch those years so a lot of them I did I did not and he was the light um him and Jamie both and um he played out in left field for a little bit like he sacrificed a lot he was the face of the Phillies for a long time he played in the all-star game with Bryce the year before Bryce came to the Phillies he likely played a role in getting Bryce. Like it's just a lot of these things that people forget about um, that why he means a lot to me and to Philly and why he, sh- you know, he should continue to um, even if and when he leaves. And that's, yeah, that's what I have in my mind right now. Also want to shout out, like there's a lot of, <laughs> Hoskins fans on Twitter also, but I want to shout out Steph and Lindsay. Both of them have like either Reese, the word Reese in their username or like in their bio, like they're very dedicated fans that I interact with a lot. So um, yeah, it was not fun hearing that news. 
But I honestly expected them to put Bryce back in the outfield. And it sounds like Bryce was willing to do either. They, again, like they made it sound, they're saying like Dave called Reese to tell him, Dave called Bryce to say, we want you to play first. And then Dave called Reese to say, Bryce is playing first. So, yeah, I I really think Bryce wanted to go back into the outfield despite him liking being around the action in the infield. Because, I mean, everybody loves Reese. Reese is a homegrown talent, which, yes, he is a homegrown talent because he hits over 30 home runs. Uh, and if you're going to lose that 30 home run bet, you have to replace it. And if you're going to replace it, there's two ways you can go. You can go replacing it for lack of better word, because you, you can't replace Reese the player or person. He's just, he's Reese. Uh, so when you go to replace Reese's 30 home run bat, you got to find one that hits for average or hits for power. And we have enough power. We got to go for average. Absolutely. Sorry. And I think... Bryce did want to go back to the outfield, but I think he realized that him going back to the outfield makes causes more complications than him staying at first. And it, it lengthens his career, keeps him out of the designated hitter spot for longer. Um, and, I mean, Bryce has a cannon, so we're going to miss that cannon in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, We all saw him throw out... Juan Soto going to third, second or third. I mean, which when I saw him do that, I was that one. That one. That one felt good. Uh, but yeah, and him doing the bow, you know, when he gets out there to the fans, like there's, it's a change. Change can be hard, mm -hmm. but ultimately, um, I mean, Nick does something. Yeah. Right. Like. You know, but I, I know it's it's not the Harper like go out there, take off the hat, take the bow, do do the showman thing. At least, yeah. yeah, Nick does stuff out there too. Like, mm -hmm. he, he does. I mean, yeah, we I mean we love Nick, but that this is just what Bryce does, and it's gonna be weird, you know, because there were people sitting in right field with Harper signs uh, every game, and so it's definitely gonna be weird seeing Bryce Harper first baseman. Uh, every year or so we think. I mean, we could add a first baseman and put him in, put Bryce back in the outfield. I don't know. There's I, a lot of uncertainties as always. I love this latest comment that we got, by the way. I, I, we just got, uh, I think yeah. that's why the, the 2022 Phillies were more successful than the 2023. We had table setters like Gene, now it's live by the long ball, die by the long ball. That is exactly my point. Yep. Um. I mean... Nobody takes pitches. Nobody takes any. They just swing at everything because they want to hit a home run every time. Yeah. And I mean, everybody knows how much I'm not a fan of swinging at the first pitch. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's so much to be done. The offseason's just started. Eh. 
at least Nola's back. That's that's the number one thing. Yes. Got that off early. The winter meetings are next week, a week and a half, two weeks. They're very close. Dude. I don't have it off the top. Somebody's going to tell me in the comments, uh, hopefully. Um, yeah, Cassiano, I mean, that dude was cranking them out, cranking them to those home runs in uh, the NLDS, but once it got to the NLCS, it was... But I'm not going to attack one person. They all fell, sh- they all fell yes, short. But uh, agreed. Like, after the amazing NLDS that Castellanos had. To he then, had expectations. Yeah, to then just go cold in the NLCS. It's very disappointing. Same with Trey. Yeah. Trey was hitting, like, 400. December 4th to the 7th. That's, Thank you. <laughs> I knew somebody would come through. Thank you. Uh, it's November 28th right now. I don't. Hold on, I got the calendar. As I go week away. It's uh, Monday through Thursday of next week. Okay, so we will definitely be recording because the winter meetings is when everything starts to happen. They they we'll have yeah we'll have an episode. (laughs) We'll have an episode at some point. Um, We will have Haley's thoughts posted about everything that we've talked about um, at some point this week too. Uh, again, very busy. So, and I, I was gonna say I have one more thing to say too, which is again, given this is our season two kickoff, and we just had our one year anniversary of our podcast. So, thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you, Kylie. It was Kylie's. Kylie came up with the name of the podcast, and that she that there needed to be a podcast, and then. Haley and I tagged along, so <laughs> and then we yeah. became this powerhouse all-female podcast. Um, but also, so thank you, listeners. Thank you, everyone, um, our friends and family. Very appreciated. Um, and I wanted to call out all of our guests mm-hmm. from last season. Hope that one or more of you come back. Um, Absolutely. I mean, and also, yeah. If you guys have suggestions, let us know. Yes. Uh but shouting out our guests, I mean, but I, yeah, Dave at UK Phillies, uh, Derek Hall, Mark Appel, yes. Lauren, we um, got Kurt Landis, Connor Thomas, mm-hmm. Alex Carr, Mr. T. Pat Stubbs, Kane Callis, mm-hmm. twice, and Jeff Crawley. Yes, and I believe that's everyone. There's just so many people we have to like that we appreciate, and the list goes on. I mean, it's not possible without literally everybody. So, I agree. To, to generalize, it's everybody. Um, Tyler says he loves us. Love you too. <laughs> love all you listeners. Love you too. Uh, we appreciate the support. It's it's crazy. I did not expect it to be like this. Uh, did not expect us to be interviewing players or going to a game or being media for a game or anything like that this soon. I mean, it's it's awesome and is not going unappreciated. It's, it's cool to see. Yes, I agree. Uh, but this season two is going to be awesome. We're going to have more. We have a lot of ideas. We're already talking to uh, some people about coming on. And the one we have, com- we the one I'm we have for talking to uh be pretty cool so i'm ex- we're excited for the potential of that 
And uh, yeah, so it's it's gonna be fun, and we will see you guys next week for hopefully, and we're hopefully talking about the Yoshinobu Yamamoto to Philadelphia signing. Finally, Brandon asked <laughs> if we should have a World Series Parade live podcast. I mean, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's. We're gonna meet on Broad Street. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, everybody be involved. Yeah. The audio will be kind of tricky, but we'll make it work. I don't care. We'll make it work. It'll happen. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but we'll do more. We want to do more <clears throat> yeah, tailgates and like events oh, with our tailgates. friends, drunk Phil's fans, all you, all of those guys. Got a hat. Yep. All of our buddies. If it doesn't make me mad again. <laughs> Hard up sports network. Thank you as always. Shout out you guys for real. We love you guys. <clears throat> I know many of them are watching right now. So yeah, supportive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see you guys next week and hopefully we have stuff to talk about. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.